create something amazing. Opportunities are like diamonds. Now there's something very exhilarating about having a dream so big that it kind of scares you a little bit. It gives you drive, it gives you ambition, it gives you motivation. Something amazing that you can walk towards. If not now, then when? Tomorrow? Tomorrow never comes. Next week? You said that last week. Might make it my New Year's resolution. Insulation works, uh, just maybe not the way it is intended to. <laughs> it doesn't help that we exposed the wood flooring, so uh, I'm sure the carpet helped some before it was all torn out, but hasn't been there for years, so not really something that anything can be done about now. Anyway, welcome back. Happy to have you. Thank you for joining me. If uh, I am to believe the statistics provided to me by my Uh, show host, online pod ha- podcast host. I am well beyond a few dozen fans out there, either listening regularly or hate listening or whatever it might be. I have no real way of knowing. Maybe it's the same guy just downloading the episode over and over again. I don't know. I know I put in about a play or two sometimes just to... I don't know, it's weird. Sometimes I have to stand back and... just be like, fuck, I can't believe I said that stupid shit, but whatever. I stand by 90% of what I say. 98 let's say 96 Windows 96 but anyway to the several dozen and dozens of you out there thank you for joining me your listenership means a lot this is a independent, one-man show type situation going on here. And like I said, it's uh, more of a masturbatory kind of mental health log journal that I do here. 
but it benefits me and if it can benefit any one of you then I am happy to have helped so since it looks like right from the kick I am rambling on about mental health uh, might be as good a time as any to touch upon a topic that I heard on should be last week's Blind Boy podcast episode I believe it was called Driver Theory he was talking about having to take a test to get a driver's license because he, for whatever reason, needs one now, and had been mostly lucky to not have to have one until recently for life reasons. Anyway, uh, before I get to the thing that he said that I want to bite. (laughs) Shamelessly bite. If you haven't noticed, any of you listening uh, more regularly than the others, I talk about Blind Boy a lot. And it's a weird thing. I found out about him from listening to some other Irish gentleman talking about wrestling and long story short one night I took mushrooms and watched what was it the rubber bandits guide to reality and holy shit what a perfect unexpected thing to get to consume while in the midst of a severe psychedelic panic (laughs) not a panic a uh outing, let's call it, I found the guide to reality so fucking funny, so fucking trippy, um, I think it's something that they did for RTE over in Ireland, that's one of their networks, or it might not have been, it might have been BBC, so... The YouTube version is, it's cut a little weird, I am assuming where commercials would have been, there's odd pauses and glitches and all sorts of wacky shenanigans, but funny enough that it just had me howling through and through, and when it ended, I wished there was more, and after falling asleep and, you know, letting the stuff wear off, I decidedly dove into all I could find of the rubber bandits, and came to find that the one of the two gentlemen it's a <clears throat> two gentlemen comedy duo troupe performance art thing. Um, Blind Boy <clears throat> has a podcast. Perfectly enough called the Blind Boy Podcast. So I've started listening to that. Uh, I think there's over 400 episodes. They clock in at about an hour apiece, more or less. I 
have started from the beginning and I still have several several hours to go but I enjoy <clears throat> very much the styling of the show I mentioned beforehand there is a slight bed of music that you're hearing under me as I speak I stole that directly from Blind Boy I more recently having sobered up have started a Patreon page and stole that directly from Blind Boy by the way that is patreon.com slash 2ampod that is T-W-O-A-M-P-O-D if you would like to buy me a cup of coffee or a beer a month you get four well you get a weekly (laughs) episode every Thursday on the dot delivered with love from me to you and if you can help me offset the cost of that I would greatly appreciate it if you can't that is no problem you are welcome the show is free for you to listen and uh, like I said stole that directly from Blind Boy (laughs) so those of you who can you are paying not just for yourself but for everyone else to enjoy this insanity that I do and I love you all so uh, my whole point I guess of that rant was if you like this you know Blind Boy is actually pretty damn funny. Uh, Funnier than I am on most of this shit. So go give him a listen. Follow him. Uh, Boost his ratings. Uh, I definitely, personally, enjoy it every week. It's one of the few... Not few. One of the handful of things that I look forward to. On a weekly basis. So, back to the bite. He mentioned at the end of the Driver Theory episode. First of all, the whole Driver Theory thing, he goes into a, a this whole thing about how Irish people were forced to speak English and Irish became illegal to speak, which I had no fucking idea. Excuse me. And, uh, I'm only human. And, um, so he goes into this funny thing about, uh, when an Irish person gives you directions, how there's a whole oral history that you will get, and a non-binary kind of presentation to the description of the world they will give you. And it's funny because I feel like uh, being half Mexican and having gone down to Mexico a handful of times in my life, there is something very similar down there where if you do ask for directions, it's not necessarily that you might get a an entire oral history of the land depends who you ask I suppose but sometimes you will get odd directions of you know something along the lines of head south and when you see the old rodeo land or the old rodeo coliseum you're halfway there at that point, head east, take the roundabout, and, I don't know, just something kind of non-linear that you get. 
unlike here in the states where it's like if you ask you know hey where's the walgreens you know somebody will just tell you oh two blocks that way take a left and you'll see it up ahead it's very kind of black and white whereas in ireland that doesn't seem to be the case at all so that gave me a, a go listen to the show i guess you know just turn this off and go 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 follow blind boy he's my hero At the end, uh, he did a listener question, and which, by the way, I am open to receive. That is patreon.com slash 2ampod, T-W-O-A-M-P-O-D. Cup of coffee a month. Cup of coffee. Cup of coffee a month. I, uh... really uh, it really hit me what he said somebody asked about finding happiness in life and he said that there is no such thing as happiness but unfortunately there is such a thing as sadness and Being that I am rapidly aging and deteriorating myself, I uh, just found that to be such a wise answer. Don't know if he made it up or whatever, right? It's just sometimes you just hear someone say the right thing and it's uh, impressive and it's uh, impactful <clears throat> and because it's, it's just so very true I can look back on my life and say that I've had genuine periods of happiness not just moments, not just days, just long periods of happiness. I've also had long periods of sadness. Uh, And it's very true when you look back on the happiness, the joy, it isn't that there wasn't any stress it isn't that there wasn't any worry going on but there overall was a likely sense of purpose meaning some kind of goal-oriented thing being accomplished and within meaning and purpose there is happiness if you feel like you wake up for a reason and you know when you go to bed you feel like there's something to look forward to to get done to begin to work on whatever it might be there is a genuine joy that will that 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 kind of thing will will bring to you and uh, it's funny it's almost impossible almost impossible to feel in the moment but when it's all said and done and unfortunately perhaps in periods of sadness it's like you can suddenly see that 
that light, you know. And it's thankfully not a difficult thing, you know. If you can orient yourself back to back towards a goal, back towards a purpose, back towards some kind of meaning. You know, you might find your despair kind of gradually diminishing and just not not being such a big scary monster, you know, in your closet. More like a a cute little monster. A pocket monster, if you will. <laughs> Speaking of pocket monster, when this episode drops, there will be a Nintendo Direct. And I am hoping they do either Game Boy or the N64 bring that on to the Switch. Holy shit, that would be amazing. I used to have a Wii, and I bought a shit ton of N64 games. I never even owned an N64, but it was just amazing to get the chance to uh, experience those games and uh, Yeah. Come on, Nintendo. Don't let us down. (laughs) So, I can't believe it has been a week already. I went off for a bit about Iron Man last week and you know I stand by what I said it's all true it's my feelings and opinion but there was something that I uh, kind of failed to mention that uh, it's a I guess a modern cinema kind of critique thing, but, you know, not only did I not like that movie for everything that I said that I didn't like it for, there was, there's also a problem that we had back then, um, with CGI. Now, You know, when I was a kid, I remember I fucking loved Jurassic Park. Uh, Somehow missed it when it was in the theater, but as soon as that VHS came out, like the day it came out, uh, I remember we went to buy it, watched it that day, over that weekend, And I think I probably watched it, who knows, maybe 20, 30 times until I got just really tired of it over that, over that entire year. And then I've gone back and I watched, I've watched it again another handful of times, uh, as I've grown up because it's just a fucking sick movie. It's damn near perfect. And... That movie uses a combination of practical effects, which is, you know, the T-Rex dinosaur and the the big Triceratops dinosaur. So many practical models, you know, puppets, basically, robotic puppets that they used. And they used these in combination with CGI. 
Now, when I was a kid, I, and I think, you know, of course, part of the reason why I fell in love with that movie is I really couldn't tell when, what was what. The only part I specifically remember uh, just didn't look amazing is <clears throat> there's an um, there's an outdoor scene where there's like a herd of some type of small brownish dinosaur. T-Rex comes in chasing Dr. Grant and the kids. And then all those little smaller dinosaurs scatter. One of them gets eaten by the T-Rex. And it's funny because I remember just noticing, you know, that it's like, oh, okay, like this is this is obviously all done on on a computer. Like none of those were puppets, you know. But it wasn't something that necessarily ruined the movie. Because there's plenty more CGI in that movie. But it was at least done well enough that just didn't didn't pull me out of the movie. Iron Man had a lot of it's unfair to call it bad CGI. It's just... I, I, it was noticeable. It's noticeable CGI. And any time... Like, through... The early 2000s... Early 2010s... It could still happen now, I'm sure. But... Any time... noticeable CGI is in a movie tends to just take me right right out of it uh, you know and I'm not you know I, I know I'm not the first one to say this and it's not it's just it, it just it always felt that way to me you know something about the lighting not mixing correctly you know just so many little things where it's just like oh well you know there's so and so actor talking to a or interacting with a thing that is clearly not there and yeah, yeah it's just it, it takes me out of the movie. <clears throat> and my throat is killing me. <coughs> Excuse me. That feels much better. So, uh... I bring it up because, like I said, Iron Man 1... suffered from this, where... so much of... the actual Iron Man scenes, it's like... It's like I'm just watching a video game, you know? It's not that it looks bad or whatever. <clears throat> it's just noticeable. It's noticeable that it's a 3D computer metallic kind of thing. and I don't know. It's just any time I notice it, it, it kind of pulls me right out. Now I know, nowadays there is you know probably more CGI than ever in so many movies and a lot of it is shit that I would not notice if it wasn't for like you know scene breakdowns and behind the scenes special effects kind of thing uh, I think one of the best examples that comes to mind right at this moment well, the last one that I was kind of like, oh shit, I would have never known that half of that shit was CGI is Mad Max Fury Road. 
So, that movie's fine. I'm not particularly a fan of the Mad Max series, and you know, that movie was cool. It just, you know. Not particularly good, but, you know, not terrible, either. But I ended up seeing a thing about how they did their special effects, and... Holy shit, it's like, every explosion in that movie is a CGI explosion. And, when I watched it, I thought all that shit was, like, practical. Now, of course, you know, I guess fire maybe isn't the hardest thing to do anymore, but, uh, again, you know, when it's, when it's done well enough and subtly enough that it doesn't pull me out of the movie, that's an instant plus for that movie, because otherwise, if I notice it, it's just, blech. A uh, perfect example of a movie series that I I wanted to love. And again, it's not a bad series, but when the <clears throat> Resident Evil movies started getting made and coming out all through the 2000s and Actually, I think they only were through the 2000s. I want to say the last one was Apocalypse. And I don't remember exactly. Might have been 2008 or 2009. And anyway. You know. There's a movie series that. You know. I wanted to love and you know, go gaga over. But a lot of video gamey, hokey, kind of CGI bullshit, again, where it's just, yeah, it just sucks me out of the movie, you know? It's one of those things where I think I always kind of look at it like either either just do the whole movie like a video game or just don't use this video gamey looking shit you know so uh anyway this week I will be discussing Iron Man 2 the fourth Avenger. <laughs> I mentioned, I'm pretty sure I saw this in the theater when it came out, but, uh, just as a, like, put aside the video gamey bullshit, you know, it, it's just that it's not that great of a movie or story, you know, I'm sorry. It, it's almost a copy of the first one, where it's like, uh, you know, someone that was within the organization has now figured out how to make a suit, and chaos ensues. So, yeah, I don't know, pretty forgettable to me. Uh, Mickey Rourke is in this movie. He plays, I think it's Ivan Vanko. Um, and he, his, I guess his, you know, character name or whatever is, uh, Whiplash. You know, he makes a, he makes a little arc reactor thing, suit, and then he, makes these cable things and, you know, he can cut through cars and shit. It's pretty cool looking, I'll be honest. But I remember even, well, I remember back when this movie came out, I was like, is he supposed to be Omega Red? 
because I knew about Omega Red from uh, a little bit of the old X-Men, you know, Saturday morning cartoon, which I wasn't a huge fan of, but, you know, sometimes I'd just watch it to watch it. And, uh... But more specifically from uh, the Marvel... Marvel vs. Capcom, X-Men vs. Street Fighter games, and he was in a few of those. And based on the video games, it's like, fuck, this Omega Red guy is fucking sick. He could, like, throw out these metallic whip things from his arms. Uh, don't exactly know how it all worked, but it looked fucking cool as shit in the video game. So this, uh, Whiplash character in Iron Man 2 is almost Omega Red, but not quite. I half looked it up before recording, and I guess he is Omega Red, but like a like a movie variation that they used, which is like okay, cool. I don't know. It's uh. It's funny, in the first scene he comes out, he attacks Tony Stark uh, during an F1 race. And he cuts all these cars in half with the whips or whatever, the electrified whips. And then at a certain point, Tony hits him with a piece of car. And then Whiplash hits the piece of car with the whip, but somehow that one little piece of car doesn't get affected it doesn't cut in half the way the other cars did it's just like oh, come on anyway uh what else uh whiplash is supposed to be omega red he's played by mickey rourke and uh the last thing i remember seeing him in which kind of fucking sucks, because that guy basically made a comeback when he did a little movie called The Wrestler, directed by, uh, I think it's Darren Aronofsky, I might have got that wrong, and if you've never seen that movie, I mean, holy shit, that, that is a fucking movie. It's uh, depressing and sad, and when it's over, you just kind of feel bad. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that movie will make you feel something, at least. And he's really good in it, you know? I mean, fuck. People give uh, Black Swan all kinds of fucking credit, and it's like, fuck, dude, Black Swan ain't shit. The wrestler is fucking dark. (laughs) And apparently Black Swan was originally gonna, like, it was supposed to be the same movie in The Wrestler. Like, it was supposed to be like a, like a bigger, sadder, longer movie. And uh, luckily they decided to split those. Which is great, because, again, the wrestler is awesome, and and Black Swan is, I guess Black Swan is like the wrestler for girls. (laughs) So, anyway, yeah, poor Mickey Rourke. He went from doing that fucking sick-ass movie to doing this, and just kind of quietly disappearing again after that. Spoiler alerts, he blows up at the end. And it's kind of unfortunate, I guess, because at the time when they made these movies, the the reality of an extended Marvel Cinematic Universe wasn't really a thing quite yet. Um, 
I think this Iron Man 2 movie was kind of the one that saved Marvel Studios. It's kind of like a, their big gamble. Well, like, technically Iron Man 1 was a gamble for them as well, but yeah, it's a whole thing. I don't really know too well the history of Marvel Studios. I just kind of lived my life and next thing I knew Disney bought them so anyway let's see uh, oh <clears throat> we are introduced to Black Widow in this movie which I did not fucking remember at all and that is because I had no fucking clue who Black Widow was she was never in any video game that I played wasn't in any of the cartoons that I knew of, and uh, unlike most people, I just don't pretend to know, or pretend that I read the comic books, because I didn't, so, <clears throat> yeah, she's in this movie, and it's weird, I don't know, it's just, her hair is all curly, and I don't know. Again, I had no fucking clue. I completely forgot. <clears throat> Obviously, I only know who she is now because fucking Avengers and Marvel and <clears throat> all this shit has gone on for way too long. But, yeah. Black Widow. Uh, there was a couple um, cameos in this movie that when I watched it, I didn't give a shit, but now it's just, it's kind of weird. First one is Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk is at the F1 race, and he meets Tony Stark, and I guess <clears throat> that's where this whole thing about him being, about Musk being like a real, quote-unquote, real-life Iron Man kind of thing started from, and I guess that's like the movie giving you like a wink and a nod, ugh, I don't know, stay home Elon, just stay home, <laughs> uh, the other cameo is Adam DJ A.M. Goldstein. And... Yeah, it's like... <clears throat> it's one of those, uh... Early DJs that... Quote-unquote, like, became a rock star, or whatever. And then he ended up ODing. So... Yeah. It's weird. It's like, uh... Going back and... <clears throat> seeing that cultural point where... Musicians didn't even have to play music anymore. You could just play someone else's. And if you can mix two songs together well enough, you were a millionaire. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Don Cheadle. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Don Cheadle replaced that other crazy guy from Iron Man 1. And, uh... I don't know. I love Don Cheadle, but I feel like the other actor kind of did it better. But at the same time, how can you hate Don Cheadle? Like, he's so cheatily, <laughs> you know? But it is weird to see the, uh, the jump in actors and stuff. And I don't know. It's just weird. Also, it's weird. Uh, you see more of Tony Stark's dad in this movie 
and it's like a different actor than the actor who played him in Captain America and I think it's even a different actor than the guy who played him in Iron Man 1 uh, even though he's like barely in that but you know, a lot of uh, a lot of character uh, actor swapping going on the I don't know if Fav John Favreau or whatever the fuck his name is directed this movie but he's in it and at the beginning it says it's a Favreau film so that's weird you know I I never noticed that guy until I watched uh, the movie a movie called Chef and Chef is a good movie <laughs> like it's a good fucking movie uh, and uh, so I ended up liking him from that didn't realize he was the guy who made Iron Man didn't realize he was a director and producer and actor I guess and uh, fast forward to now and he I think he's the showrunner for The Mandalorian and man, fucking Mandalorian is awesome. <laughs> you know, like it's uh it's like the only good Star Wars to happen since like the original three. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, but there's you know, some stuff here and there since the original three, but yeah. Mandalorian is something special so anyway yeah so he's in that uh, and yeah like I said so much of this movie is kinda just forgettable and okay at least for me it was because basically every single fight scene involving Iron Man or War Machine or whatever it's 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 video game you know it's a video game going on on the screen and it's not to say that it's not entertaining or whatever like in the moment but it's it's just kind of again it just takes me out of the movie so uh, plenty of pew 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 and boom 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 if you're into that but uh, yeah I don't know it just ugh. like fine whatever it's it's again it's just like watching a video game you know <clears throat> uh, throughout this whole movie Tony Stark is slowly dying his blood is getting poisoned by the arc reactor wearing down palladium or something and uh, I don't know I thought that whole thing was explained better but it kind of isn't so it's like he checks his blood throughout the movie here and there whenever there isn't any pew 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 or boom 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 going on the blood toxicity keeps increasing at a certain point it gets to like 50% and it's like okay bro how are you fucking standing <laughs> like if your blood is 50% fucking shards of metal or whatever <laughs> like shards of uh, nuclear waste grade metal or whatever it's just okay uh, I don't know he ends up getting told uh, I don't know like a atomic model for a new type of element by his dead dad I think that's one of those things that's supposed to like affect all of us 
who don't have great relationships with our fathers, but it's it just felt kind of hokey, like, I don't know. So, yeah, his dad shows him how to make a new element, he makes it, and I guess somehow that new arc reactor was more stable and saved his life or something like if I remember from the first one the point of it is to keep all the metal what is it all the metal shrapnel from going to his heart um cool I don't know <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, Vanko gets broken out of jail, and Hammer Industries, uh, secretly has them work on their Iron Man suit clone drones. Um, he ends up going rogue. There's a big video game pew 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 and pow 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 boom 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 thing that happens at a Stark Expo thing which I don't know if I maybe just wasn't paying attention enough but at the beginning it's supposed to be a year long expo I mean holy shit how do you keep that up <laughs> anyway uh so, there's a lot of innocent people. Thank God nobody gets hurt. Despite all the shit blowing up around them. Uh... Oh, we see Black Widow in her outfit. Doing karate moves and throwing smoke bombs. She does a bunch of fucking flips, and then her hair is perfect. <laughs> she has that, uh, Aquanet fucking going. <laughs> that shit did not move at all. Uh, so anyway, yeah, end of the movie, everything works out, you know... It's just... Part of the problem with these movies, I guess, for me going in, is that there's no... There doesn't feel like there's ever any stakes. Right? Like... I know Captain America is going to win in the end. I know Captain Marvel is going to win in the end. I know Iron Man is going to win in the end. So it's just, it just makes these things kind of, ugh, like, there's no, it's like, you know, we get to the happy ending and it's like, okay, it, like, you can see it coming a mile away. I guess he gets into a relationship with, uh, Pepper Potts. guess. I hope that doesn't stay the case, because god damn it, I hate Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. I don't know. Uh, yeah, everything works out at the end, and uh, English motherfucker, do you speak it? Happens a few times, actually, but Eh, whatever. I'm getting tired of my own joke. <laughs> uh, roll credits, and then at the end, we get a glimpse of Thor's hammer. So, I guess at that point, the whole Avengers thing was getting set up. Um, but everything is still phase one.
So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Iron Man 2, Fourth Avenger. One out of five stars. Like, it's fine. It's two hours. It's, uh... It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but kind of forgettable, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. These Marvel movies don't, just don't do it for me. I don't know. We'll see. I still have to get to through phase two and three, and, oh, God. On a quick side note, I rewatched Logan this last weekend. Fuck, that movie kicks ass. <laughs> that movie's fucking sick, dude. I remember the first time watching it, just kind of out of, like, whatever, because I'm thinking it's going to be another superhero movie, a la Marvel. And a handful of those last X-Men movies are fucking excellent. Like, they're... I feel like they don't get the credit they deserve. You know? They're, uh... Obviously superhero fantasy movies, but... Fairly grounded in reality, and... I don't know. I just enjoyed it better. He fights X-24. The young clone version of himself. And that, I mean, fuck. When I first saw that in the theater, I was like, whoa, what the hell? What's going on? Why is his hair weird? The fuck is happening? And then, like, didn't realize that he was a clone and... and just... Overall, an excellent romp. So, if you disagree with me about Iron Man 2, The Fourth Avenger, or if you disagree with me about Logan, feel free to tell me to go fuck myself over at patreon.com slash 2ampod. That is patreon.com slash T-W-O-A-M-P-O-D for the price of a cup of cop fee. Cop, cop fee. I can't talk to me. Cup of coffee a month. You can tell me to go fuck myself. <laughs> so... Based on the based on the list that my buddy Jaderman gave me, uh, it looks like the next movie is The Incredible Hulk. Unfortunately, Universal has the rights to The Incredible Hulk, and so that means it's not on Disney Plus. I am going to have to find some kind of way to stream it because I don't want to pay to watch it. <laughs> so I'll see what I can work out. Until then, take care of yourself, children.